0: It almost always starts with financials, right? So they, in some cases, they're managing their business from their checkbook. You know, D talked about this. People are, are afraid of money, so they 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 got in this business sometimes to make money, but then the money sort of frightens them, and they they don't want to get in there and really understand, you know, what what are your financials? How do you make money? What is your profit and loss? You know, they're often under underpriced, undervalued, so and they're not making decisions from those financial, from that financial data, right? So that's really a big one.
1: Three, two, one, zero, ignition, liftoff. Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's your host, the small biz chat lady herself, Melinda Emerson.
2: Have you been trying to figure out how to turn your side hustle into your main hustle? Well, listen, this summer I'm going to be teaching the Become Your Own Boss 10 week online course live starting June. 20th. So every Tuesday night, you're going to be with me and I'm going to teach you everything you need to know about how to start and how to run a successful small business. And I'm America's number one small business expert. So that's really saying something. Register today. Welcome back. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, your host. I am so excited to be talking with my next guest. Her name is Michelle Phillips. And Michelle is a veteran entrepreneur, a seasoned business advisor with over 20 years of experience. She knows the excitement and challenges that come with leading a team and business, both large and small. Michelle succeeded in an industry where 80% of businesses fail. Not only did she grow, but successfully exited her company after eight years. She scaled her business to seven figures with 14 to 17% profit year over year. Beyond her experience as an entrepreneur, Michelle also excels in sales and project management. She also excelled in sales and project management in the corporate banking world. For more information about her, she, you can go to cultivateadvisors.com. Michelle, welcome to the Small Business Chat Podcast.
0: My apologies. Hello, Melinda. Thank you for having me.
2: Oh, we're so happy to have you here. You know, And in the interest of full disclosure, I will also say that Michelle is my business coach. So, I am a firm believer that every coach needs a coach, but we're going to have a formal conversation about this, right? So, Michelle, tell us, how did you become an
0: entrepreneur? You know, it all started at the tender age of eight when my sister and I set up our first lemonade stand, right? So, And from there, my aunts and uncles always owned restaurants and we worked there. So we were really exposed to that environment. I found though that I was really attracted to the financial world, and I ended up actually gravitating into banking, mortgage banking. So I was there for probably almost twenty years. I obviously started very young, Melinda, as you know, and uh, and then I moved all over the country with with I was with Chase at the time, and I enjoyed it. But it was around two thousand and ten. And uh, those of you who lived through that time remember it was not really a great time to be in mortgage banking, and you just worked really hard, and it was really frustrating. And I thought to myself, "You kind of landed in mortgage. Is this really what you want to do? Is this where you want to be? And I realized that, gosh, I, it wasn't. I wanted to create something. I wanted to do something different. Now, don't get me wrong, there are lots of times I have really tried to question the the logic of leaving that cushy lucrative corporate job, but I did. I, wa- I was living in Texas. I wanted to live in San Diego, so I moved and I bought an existing hair salon and day spa. And I realized after doing that, what, the reason I bought that is because I was a really good client and I thought that would make me a really good owner. And so your other guests are probably saying, no, Michelle, that doesn't translate. And you know what? It doesn't. So, um, so I'd spent the first about 18 months uh, learning all the things that I didn't even know that I didn't know and in the end, though, we rallied together, I reimagined it, we rebranded it, and I had a business that was really an amazing space for our employees and for our clients, and I was just really super proud of what we built.
2: Wonderful. So
0: you exited your business, then what? Well, you know, I would touch some of it on Barry's said. So, you know, you think about exiting your business, and that requires a lot of planning. So it was a good three years before I ever even sold the business that I started thinking about... What do I need to do to get there? And in my business in particular, it's a lot of goodwill, right? It's There's not contracts to sell and there's not a lot of recurring revenue. So I had to really focus on getting that revenue as high as I could, getting that profitability up there, and then focus on those intangibles around processes and systems. So that's where my corporate experience really came into play. I used that to To systemize things down to how we set up our relaxation area on holidays, right? We were really super focused about training, onboarding, how things were handled from a customer perspective. And I was able with that to turn that business into an asset that I was able to sell. So then I I sold that business. I took about six months off. My daughter, ever so conveniently, had a little baby during that time. So I was able to just hang out and play with the precious little baby boy.
2: Love it. Love it. So. You are now a business advisor.
0: Tell me, what is
2: the key difference between what you would call a business advi- advisor and maybe like a business coach, per se?
0: Sure. I will tell you that we really focus it, focus on being more of a partner, a non-equity partner, right? So a lot of times in coaching, it's, sometimes it's only mindset. Sometimes it's a plan that they want you to follow very specifically. Whereas what we do at Cultivate and what I in particular do is a very tailored, Advising session. So we get in first with that business owner. Let's talk about what your goals are. Let's get some real clarity around those plans, around that vision. And then let's break that down. If we're going to hit that, what are the things that we really need to look at and measure? How are we going to do that? And then how do we create some, some tracking? Right. Dee talked a lot about tracking. How are we going to track our success against those metrics? So, so that's to me, it is all about that and then that implementation, right? So it's really that getting clarity, partnering in terms of what actions do we need to take, and then holding some tension and moving forward on those action items. So what would you say are the three biggest challenges that you see most often with your, with your client? It almost always starts with financials, right? So they, in some cases, they're managing their business from their checkbook. You know, Dee talked about this, people are, are afraid of money. So they, they, they got in this business sometimes to make money, but then the money sort of frightens them. and they they don't want to get in there and really understand, you know what what are your financials? How do you make money? What is your profit and loss? You know they're often under underpriced, undervalued, so and they're not making decisions from those financial from that financial data, right? So that's really a big one. Secondly, they don't have a strong plan, right? So, Understand the clarity of vision. And then what are those top three to five things that you need to do? So, if you don't have a top, a a really clear plan, you tend to spread yourself too thin. And they are kind of so busy working in their business, right? That they're not focused on the things that they really need to focus on to achieve their goals. And then, for the third thing, I would say, and I, I really thought about this, but I think it's a little bit of loneliness. Running a business is hard, and people who are not entrepreneurs don't necessarily realize the pressures of that and so i think when a business owner comes to us sometimes they are just so relieved and so thankful to be able to talk about what's happening with them and their business in a way where they're they're not judged and they can and they can just have an, a really open honest conversation so what do you think is the true value of a business advisor Gosh, we have so much to offer, Melinda. But I, I really think it's back to that being a partner in the business, right? Getting clarity. I know I've said that a couple of times, but so many business owners, when you ask them that question, we do a free advising session. And when I say, where do you want this business to be? What is it that you're working toward? There's often a really long pause there, right? Where they're really trying to put those thoughts together. So getting that clarity and putting that plan together and then prioritizing it so that you know what you need to do next to implement. And then we provide accountability and we hold tension. And And I also think that we we have tools that have already been used, right? We can really help them uh, focus on whatever their goals are. Is that revenue? Is it profit? Is it work-life balance? Is it hiring employees? Is it learning leadership? You know, we provide value in the area that they most need it. Right. So you don't have a a formulaic kind of, you know, cookie
2: cutter, like every business you come in, you put them through the gauntlet and this way, this way, and this way, you sort of, basically, you're saying you tailor make it to what they, what they need or what they're struggling with. So do you feel like a business advisor is really helpful to improve sort of like the financial planning of the business?
0: Absolutely. I think that's one of the first and most critical areas that we focus on for for owners and understanding what that long-term goal is, right? I mean, Barry talked about if you, if you want to sell that business or transition it, you've got to be thinking about that from the beginning or at least three to five years out. So the way we focus on the financials is huge. And sometimes it's just some basic education around helping business owners get comfortable with that.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's, finances is hard. You know, even if you're working with a coach, you know, the first time your coach asks you to show their PL, it's like, wait a minute, I can't show you that. You know, it's like I don't know you well enough yet. Hold on, you know. So I I think that there there has to be a a trust built up Absolutely. before people start sharing numbers, right? You know, because I know for me, you know, and you you and I can attest to this. You know, we worked together for a long time before I was like, all right, now I trust her enough to slide her some of this information. But I but I definitely was was close to the vest at first. And and often too, because I think it might be, because there might be some shame involved in not being super on top of stuff, right? Not being on top of accounts receivable or accounts payable or or sales pipeline. I mean, because once you start working on financials, the next thing you go to is sales process, right? You know, so I think that these things like, you know, once somebody starts pointing out the big old gaps in your business,
0: that doesn't feel too good, right? It's so true. And we really try to remind business owners that they, you know their zone of genius may not have been this financial area, and that's okay. That's why you get an advisor or someone to help you, right? I can't do the whatever that they do, but this is the skill that I can bring them to help them. And so there sometimes is that shame or that uncertainty or, gosh, I don't even know. I just picked this number, right? Sometimes when you ask people how they came with their pricing, so um helping them helping them understand that it's that's okay. It's okay to start that way. It's not okay to end that way, right? Let's <laughs> let's, let's learn it. Yeah. yeah. No, no. I I hear you
2: talking. I I can still hear you talking, right? So <laughs> um so so w- I'm going to turn the tables on you a little bit and be like if I needed to hire a business advisor, what are some of the qualities that I should look for? Because I think part of what my concern is about this is somehow during the pandemic everybody became a business coach. Did you notice that? Like they really did. <laughs> all, these people, all these people all over Instagram and YouTube, everybody is a coach now. And I'm like, you've been in business for two minutes and have never paid payroll. Who are you coaching? Right? You know, but but that's just me. But I I mean, but I want to know if if I'm considering, you know, taking this step, making this investment, because it's a significant you know, it's a five figure, six figure investment sometimes. what What kinds of things should I be looking for?
0: well, you you nailed the first one, right? I really think you should work with somebody that has entrepreneurial experience. So I think that that's just critical. If they haven't run their own business, how are they going to help you and and understand you? so so I'm a little biased, but that is one of the very first things. Um, secondly, you know are, do you gel with this person? Do you like them? Do you communicate well? You know, we do a free two hour business advising session. So that we can both test that, right? I'm going to be spending a lot of time with this person. If we don't connect, if we don't kind of align, then that's going to become tedium and you're not going to get the best results. And I think the same thing goes for the client. So do you really gel with that person? Are they a good listener? Sometimes coaches and and advisors just talk at you. So they need to be a good listener. They need to understand what's important to you. And then they need to be able to convince you that they can help you achieve that, right? And then I I also think, you know, tools, do they have ready-made tools and things that they can share with you or are they going to be creating everything ad hoc? So, So I think that's really critical. And then lastly, I will say, what's their support system? I'm really lucky at Cultivate. There are 45 other amazing advisors that I work with. So if I come up against a problem or if I'm looking for a specialist in some area, or sometimes I've just been working with a client for a while and I want some fresh air in the room, right? we can We can call on those other advisors, so I think those kinds of things are really critical when you think about um who you want to work with to grow your business.
2: Well, how long should you work with a business advisor or coach? i mean sometimes i've I've heard people say, "Oh, these people signed me to a two year coaching agreement. I'm thinking yikes like that just seem like that makes sense, but it depends on how you know complex the business is. But I'm talking about people with little businesses getting signed to these like crazy coaching agreements, so I'm just wondering about, you know, the typical timeline you see from the clients that you work with, like how long do you typically work with people?
0: So on average, and you're right, there's no right amount of time, right? On average, it's going to be anywhere from about nine months minimum to we've had clients that we've been with for more than five years. When we do an initial contract, Melinda, we do ask for six months up front and then we move to month to month and we do that because change takes time. And so we don't want people to just think just because you hired somebody, you know, boom, everything is going to magically happen the very next day. There's a lot of foundational work that needs to be done. So minimum, I think you're going to need six to nine months. And then as your business grows, your needs change. So if you've picked an advisor that can grow with you, then that relationship could continue on three, five, 10 years. Or in Barry's case, 30 years, right?
2: (laughs) 30 years. So. So tell me something. What is the best
0: business advice that you have ever been given? Gosh, uh, the other two guests just kind of blew me away with their. So mine's a, little, mine's a little simpler. But when I bought this company, my first business, the existing owner said to me, the people who pay the most complain the least. So don't be tempted to do discounts or undervalue yourself. And at first I was a little, you know, it's nervous. I was a little perplexed by that. But it played out to be so true, especially with my business that was a commodity and, you know, massage envies and Groupons and all sorts of things coming up that that if you're not careful, put you in a position of, of trading on, on on cash only, not value. So, yes. So for me, that was just really, it really impacted the way I approached my business.
2: Well, that sounds like awfully good advice. Well, I'm so glad. Now, the mission of the Small Biz Chat Podcast is to end small business failure. And I will leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. God bless everybody. Thank you. Have you been trying to figure out how to turn your side hustle into your main hustle? Well, listen, this summer, I'm going to be teaching the Become Your Own Boss 10 week online course live starting June 20th. So every Tuesday night, you're going to be with me, and I'm going to teach you everything you need to know about how to start and how to run a successful small business. And I'm America's number one small business expert. So that's really saying something. Register today.
1: Thanks for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday for more fantastic information and interviews. You can find more sources and small business success strategies by visiting Melinda's website, SucceedAsYourOwnBoss.com. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.